0: Recovering Queen, the Queen fan podcast
1: where we talk about and play the songs we love with Jay, Matt, and Ian.
0: Welcome to Recovering Queen, the Queen fan podcast where we take a famous or not-so-famous Queen song, do a cover version of it, and then talk about what we've learned about the methods and the madness of the greatest band in the world of all time, Queen. My name's Ian, and with me, as ever, are Matt and Jay. Good evening, Hello. And which famous or not-so-famous Queen track are we chatting about today? Body language. Body language, or to give it
2: its full title, body language, upward arrow, three,
0: (laughs) leftward pointing arrows. That's actually, that is actually correct, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Extra punctuation. Jay, what do they call those up arrows in uh, in English grammar?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You don't mean an up arrow.
0: I don't know what they are. What are they called? Don't know. Maybe one of our listeners knows. Do write into to us at Recovering Queen on the Twitter or info at recoveringqueen.co.uk if you know what punctuation or how you describe the Queen body language logo kind of four arrows weird thing. Does it have a, like, yeah. is it a thing?
2: But it was pretty important. Freddie had it on his jacket. It's all over the dancers in the video and stuff.
0: Apart from bicycle race, obviously. It is definitely the most unusual um, song construction of any Queen song.
2: Any Queen single? I mean, this is the lead single off Hot Space.
0: Yeah, ca- ca- kind of. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it the second it single? It was the second single, but really Under Pressure shouldn't have been on there, should it? So, yeah, uh, I mean, Under is
2: like a sort of tagged on, isn't it? Yeah. The surprising thing about body language is I think, in my head, I think it's a short song. But off the top of your head, how long do you think it is?
0: Yeah,
1: very short song. 28 minutes.
2: It's 28 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> takes up the whole of side two of
2: Hot Space.
0: If only. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and that's how effective it is as a Yeah, you, you think it's a short song on the side one, but it's actually the whole of side B.
1: no. go on, what is it, four minutes? Four minutes, yeah, four
2: and
0: a half minutes. Ah. That's much longer than I yeah. thought it
2: was. I thought it was like a really quick little
0: it in and out got, job. It, it takes its time though, doesn't it? I mean- the, f- the first verse is just kind of Freddie speaking the word body language and give me your body, isn't it? Mm. It's give me, yeah. mm. you know, and then does that for a bit. And then second verse, he kind of does the same, but absolutely belts it out in the most ludicrous fashion.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if, it is a fun track,
0: isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely tremendous. I mean, again, of the very much... Well, I say very much. It's of the Freddie Whimsy series, isn't it? You know, he's tongue firmly in the cheek, Freddie smiling and laughing as much as he is taking himself seriously on it. But it's got a slightly kind of harder edge, hasn't it, than um, than perhaps the Seaside Rendezvous style Freddie songs. Yeah, I,
2: I think out of all of Hot Space, it's the most committed to what they were trying to do. Yes, that and back chat. Yeah, That Batcha, and to some extent, Cool Cat as well. What I think about Hot Space is it's clearly a band that are losing their way a little bit, personally. As in, they're not connecting somehow. And there's definitely two camps. There's the Freddie and John camp and the Roger and Brian camp. You only have to hear how they describe the album a year or two years later. I mean, Roger literally says the album is absolute (laughs) shit,
0: it's not. Mm. It's not. He's not even mincing yeah, his words. Roger doesn't mince his words about uh, you know a lot of it. Does he? He's clearly uncomfortable with the whole direction of um, yeah, that, and that style of hot space.
2: Yeah, I, there was a quote that I just literally couldn't believe in. I think it's Guitar Player magazine or something like that where Brian May actually moans that he, that he said he, that he'd confronted Freddie about it being too much of a gay anthem and it was too gay and he didn't like being roped in to, to a gay anthem. Yeah. Mm. And you well, think, Ro- wow, that is. Yeah,
1: well, Roger said something similar, didn't he? There was a quote with him saying, uh, was it Paul Prenter? Is that Hmm. Freddy's Hmm. Is is that the name of Freddie's love interest at the time?
0: He was more. He was more of a. He was more of a PA and kind of. Yeah, it was his personal assistant. Yeah, kind of. I egged him on?
1: So I think he was a big influence on Freddie at that time, and I think it was Roger saying something along the lines as he was influencing Freddie, and they wanted to take it in the direction of what it's like when you first go into a gay club. And I didn't. And that <laughs> no. was his quote. Well, well
2: yeah, Brian yeah. May said it, that and Ma- the- and Max said it as well. Max said something along the lines of "What a bad." Influence he was on on Freddie and and that basically he hated Brian May's guitar. He thought it was old fashioned and all those uh, kind of things. So it's not a happy time for the band.
1: No, and Brian's not doing much on on uh, well this single, is he? On um, body <laughs> no, language, I, I think. Mean, I is he doing anything?
2: He does a few kind of ethereal chords and a few. There's a little tiny riff in the outro section, I mean, but not it's, much.
0: It's, it's almost. Path- it's, it's not pathetic, it's almost an insult how little he's got on it. It's almost like this well. token two notes, you know. <laughs> yeah. You might as well not bother to have him on it. I mean, because he wasn't on, was it, what was he on at all? There was, there was some tracks that Brian just totally doesn't feature.
2: Well, it gets worse by the time he gets to Kind of Magic, where <laughs> Brian May doesn't feature at all on some songs, and they put right, things isn't. like saxophone solos in. Yeah, absolutely. But who doesn't play on this track?
0: On body oh, language. Roger. No, no, it must be, jo- must be no, John.
2: John doesn't play at all on, yeah, on, on yeah, body yeah. language. <laughs> <laughs> no, played- he
0: does. He's,
1: no, he's doing the keyboard.
2: He's no, doing the bass no, on the keyboards, no, isn't he? No, j- uh, apparently Freddie Mercury played the, the keys. Ah,
0: I mean, it sounds to me like a, a complete Freddie solo track, to be honest, because yeah. even, even the backing singers doesn't have that queen thickness of the three of them doing the backing singing.
2: Yeah, I mean, Freddie had sort of really taken to the Oberheim And had really taken to the lindrum as well. It was kind of Freddie's little toy and he wanted to just go back to basics and and just do it, just do this thing his own way. Mm. And he really was really, really pushing it. So it's not just it's more Freddie than it is John. It's it's just Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. And of course he's got the impetus to do it because of Another One Bites the Dust being so successful.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, and the enormous influence that Freddie will have had on Another One Bites the Dust.
2: Yeah, well, just the fact that it's like, I. it, it may be that Freddie had turned around to the, best, the rest of the band and said, yeah, I'm with John on this track, it's really good. And then it's like, I told you what, we were right about that one. Just have mm. some faith. Fair play to Queen. This is a band that am absolutely enormous. We're talking off the back of the game and... <laughs> Uh, and Flash. And they've stepped out and done something really radical.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the greatest reinvention of all time. Yeah. I can't think of a above a band, you know, people mention U2 reinventing themselves for, what was it, Actong Baby and, and Radiohead going from <laughs> yeah, OK it's Computer like to Kid <laughs> yeah. not Not a patch on it. I mean, it's just an astonishing sidestep
2: for
1: half the album.
2: Yeah, for half the album, that's it. It's if only Roger and Brian were as committed in some ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know,
1: I still love this track and uh, I I remember actually vividly hearing it on, remember those programmes in the 80s like The Strongest Man in the World? And they used used to come up come up sort of like every bank holiday because they were so special and cool (laughs) Um, that they would only appear on a bank holiday and you'd be like really excited. Oh my God, he's the world's strongest man. It's Jeff Capes.
0: He's bending a bar. (laughs) (laughs) I am a Viking. (laughs) Who was that guy? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. So you remember and there'd there'd be somebody else with like pulling like a car in his mouth or something on a rope and you'd be going, this is insane, Dad. I can't believe what I'm saying. And it'd be really exciting. And I remember hearing it on uh, body language on on opening up on one of those and i was like yeah come on yeah. i felt quite excited by it it's
2: it's it's actually been used in quite a few of those sort of dance competitions now in fact if you if you go on wow. youtube lots and lots of dance things to to body language and they're really good as well but one of my favorites was a few years ago when when the foo fighters used it as in a promo video for one of their tours and it was all them in, in the in the shower <laughs> 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 All naked, or the whole band naked in the shower, singing body language. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and it's ace. It is really good. Uh, and it's because Dave Grohl said that he always thought that it should be the, the soundtrack to gay porn. That's essentially what it
0: is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, I was enjoying um, watching Queen's greatest video hits earlier with the commentary, Roger and Brian's commentary for body language. And when it comes on, they both kind of almost <laughs> groan. You know, not 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 in the not in the Freddie sense of groaning in, in, within the track, but. They oh, body language. And then about, I mean, it must be like two minutes into the song, I forget which one says, are we actually in this? <laughs> <laughs> then about another 30 seconds later when they do the um, look at me, the finger finger snap oh, no. bit, they said, oh, look, yeah, th- there we are. Um, and I mean, through the whole thing, Roger is oh. absolutely brilliant, just withering commentary throughout the whole thing about clearly didn't like it then doesn't like it now, hates the video, hates videos in in general, and just isn't pulling any punches. Obviously, Brian's a bit more generous about the whole affair, (laughs) but uh, definitely worth worth a watch. I did treat myself to a few of the commentaries on various other videos as well, and all brilliant. (laughs) Not the video so much, but the commentary. Just
2: fantastic. Do you know the video has a first? Do you know what the first is? Oh, I do, actually, yeah. Banned? Was it banned? It's the first video to be banned, yeah, on MTV. Yeah, because yeah. because there's too much
0: nudity in it. Is there any nudity? There?
2: Well, I mean, there's like, isn't it? I guess isn't it all Im- naked
0: back or something? Isn't it all but- implied nudity. You think it's like really really <laughs> section? You look at them all, and Freddie's like got his jacket and he's Yeah,
1: I mean, I've been through that video a hundred times. You know, <laughs> looking from every angle, and i like go zooming in, and I must admit, I didn't find any.
0: Even more curious. So you, we've got a, a very, we've got a very, very odd song on a very strange album with a questionable video, and it's like a, it's a hit in the states. It's huge. Oh uh, yeah, you, mm. I, I have, I've always been
2: told the narrative that body language was what was the nail in the coffin for Queen in the states. But that can't be true. But it's, but it's not right, no. is it? No. Because it, because it charted really, really well, in number yeah, was, eleven. Yeah, yeah. and. It's the only place where they actually performed it live as well. They did it a couple of times in Europe, yeah. Yeah. but really only played it once they got to the States. Because in Europe, everyone, it was like proper bombed yeah, in yeah. concerts. Which so is which is it.
0: really, really surprising. Because, yeah, it was uh, didn't do well at all in the UK, did it? And then no. not, not performed no. live very much.
1: Wasn't it I Want to Break Free that, that um, finished them in the States?
0: Uh, I think you're right there. Yeah. In, in in
2: northern America but in southern America it became a, a, an anthem yeah but in southern America the video was a kind of there was there was a real odd story wasn't there that that it was used as a kind of we want to break free from all these terrible despotic rulers but then when Queen went to play it live Freddie would come out in a pair of false boobs <laughs> and, <laughs> and and apparently it went down really badly because it's like what what the hell's this they didn't get the reference. <laughs> And it was like the, you know. We take this song really seriously, and here you are doing it in some kind of weird way, and and so they, hey, wow. yeah, they to,
0: this yeah. is not your song anymore. This is our song. Don't don't yeah. don't ruin yeah. it for us.
1: So uh, that's body language. I mean, I love the drums in it. Actually, I don't know. Is that real drums?
0: No. Well, it's 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 Freddie's program. Lindrums, drums him and Mac. I think. From what I could tell, listening to a lot of those um, Hot Space tracks, the symbols are recorded really loud. So I think for a lot of it, that's all Roger got to do was smack it. <laughs> I remember on it's a whacker symbol. Yeah, I remember thinking on. Um, I think it's Dancer where that, that the mixing on that seems to be particularly. You know, got this kind of drum drum beat under the pop, and then the symbols come along, and it's like crash.
2: I think I think some people would say that Hot Space was a little bit ahead of its time. I know that sounds silly. Michael Jackson is totally into that kind of fusing a bit of rock with a bit of soul and funk. And Queen really were the first people to do it. And uh, Michael Jackson sort of said that that Hot
0: Space was a massive influence on Thriller. Well, you can, you can hear it, can't you? Like Dancer yeah. versus Billie Jean. What's the difference there apart from the... Perhaps you know you could argue that Billie Jean's <laughs> Billy a, Jean's better a song. lot better song. <laughs> yeah, but but that's it. You know, but essentially, you know, very similar. You know, very similar beat, um, mm. very similar arrangement with electric distorted guitar over electronic backing.
1: Mm. And they were very close, weren't they? This time, uh, Freddie and Michael. And I think Freddie's once said that he had a, a song that he'd done that was very close to going on Thriller, um, but he just missed out.
0: Yeah. Because of the llamas in the studio, <laughs> something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, yeah something if weird. Yeah. But going back to the live version. So yeah, two performances in um, in the Europe tour, and then quite a few. I think about was it forty performances overall, like ever. But absolutely cracking though. It's, it's, it's again when they when they rearranged it for the live environment and played them. As the band Queen, I think they've probably got. Was it, would it be Spike Edney playing the keyboards at the back at the time? No, I
2: think it. I think it's too early for Spike Edney, isn't Is it? That? It might be Fred Mandel or Rose. Oh, right. Okay, so
0: they have got somebody, you know, do, doing the um, the synth bass and and the stabs on that. But it's a great, really great version. Again, I've spent this afternoon listening to as many live versions as I can.
2: I couldn't. I couldn't find a decent one. You'll have to send send whatever. Oh no, you, you, you have, have to use this. your
0: imagination. A lot of them are. A lot of them are very bootleggy. <laughs> You know, you can, you can hear what's going on and you can you can imagine how ace it must have sounded. And R- Roger, Roger working overtime. Yeah,
2: if, if only they'd record it at Milton Keynes. Yeah, they didn't yeah. they
0: didn't do it at Milton Keynes, curiously. Yeah, if
2: only. Yeah. If only, because Staying Power's unbelievably good at Milton Keynes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It seemed to be, not, not replaced by, but the uh, back chat seemed to be the more popular song. On the European leg, and they seem to switch that over. It's not not as simple as that, but they seem to switch that over for body language for the US.
2: Well, it's it's a crazy song. It's Freddie putting all his energy into kind of creating a vibe, isn't it? A sort of mm. a kind of you know hypersexualized vibe, <laughs> and it, and it works. You know, it's just like it it's really, really out there, particularly when it hits that weird chord that they hit halfway through. The body language! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa! Where did that go from? So, you know, so, so there's interesting sort of bits in there, isn't there, where it's like... Yeah. And actually, there's some really good melodies in there.
1: Yeah, there are, absolutely. But you can't imagine him, what I was trying to explain, is you can't imagine him coming to the band and saying, I've got this song, and it goes like this, and then him sort of like groaning over the top of it. And no, I... this, this is my idea. It almost feels like, well, it's a beat, and it just-
0: It was probably, presumably delivered almost fully formed to the group yeah. and them saying this is how it goes guys and then just think? having to accept that freddie's got his quota on the album of what was it at the time were they doing the four four two two quota or the three three two two quotas between them
2: what it strikes me as hot space compared to the game say is that their relationships have broken down that's what it seems like of course we could be completely wrong that they might have been mm. very happy campers but that doesn't seem to be when you when you hear interviews with people like mac or or with Roger and Brian, it it doesn't seem like they were happy campers at all. It'd be just so interesting to read something by John Deacon. If John Deacon <laughs> ever wrote anything about his time in Queen, it would just be the gold dust book, wouldn't it? Oh, for yeah, for yeah, any absolutely. Queen fan. Yeah, yeah. Be like, yeah. oh my, it'd be like the most revelationary book ever. But it'd be interesting to hear his perspective on it because you never do. You never do. I mean, it's almost annoying that that Freddie didn't attempt doing a ghost-written book or, you know, getting someone to help him write a book.
0: When they were doing the the experimental stuff before, you you don't hear Brian and Roger complaining about Get Down, Make Love or um, the Freddie kind of whimsical songs at all. Freddie's got form with this type of thing. It's obviously this particular style or this particular time in their lives just really didn't work for them, and they weren't willing to get on board fully with the whole vision. Mm.
2: I I can't believe you said Get Down, Mate, Love. It is very similar to Get Down, Mate, Love, isn't it? It, it, It's got, without the kind of rock theatrics in it, it's just like it's Freddie's Get Down, Mate, Love part two.
1: Yeah, it's Get Down, Make Love without Brian and Roger in it. Yeah, without giving them too <laughs> it's get, much to do. It's get, yeah. <laughs> in
0: many ways, Get Down, Make Love's more experimental, isn't it, really? It's more of a, a more extreme arrangement, in a way.
2: Yeah, but it, it feels like it's more Queen. Yeah,
0: absolutely and it wasn't the lead single off their new album (laughs) well it's it's a great track i don't think i've
2: ever had so much fun making a track before oh yeah tell us about that almost wetting myself making (laughs) well the best bit was the fact that i'd i'd asked you two to just sing the whole song and so you both sent me your sort of vocal takes and ian's properly gone for it and you've gone for it and i've sat myself in the middle somewhere so it's ended up being a three-part, kind of three-part harmony all the way through. But it's,
0: it's so funny. I mean, once again, so unbelievably high. And, you know, you just, I think we said, I think we'll probably say it, Every time we do a Freddie Led song, that you know, so I'll just I'll just sing along this to give Matt something to to work on as well. I won't take it too seriously. Then all of a sudden you find yourself there, kind of winding yourself up, you know, doing press ups to get going, and then taking a run up at the mic just to hit the note, and then utterly exhausted at the end of it. Tremendous.
1: Well, as, as you know, it was rather embarrassing for my takes because I had the uh, there was t- there was two guys who were doing some roofing am uh, outside, and, and so I'm doing all the, the sort of groany bits. I And, uh, yeah, I, you know, you've got the cutest little ass I've ever seen at a top, top blast. And then the next thing I hear is a guy saying, uh, is it okay if I make a cup of coffee? Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God.
2: Well, you, you can't love Freddie and not love this track. No, because it it's it, it almost embodies everything that Freddie was at that point. <laughs> <laughs> just like this just absolutely uncompromising singer, you know, just like
0: ridiculous. Absolutely. But fun, you know, it's it's awesome. And here it is body language. Wish. BODY LANGUAGE BODY LANGUAGE